This podcast is brought to you by the University of Aberdeen. Hi, Emma. Thank you so much for saying yes to this exciting series. Um, I'm I'm especially excited to chat to you today, and uh, to to get us started, that's the be be great if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do in the engineering industry. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for the opportunity to come and speak on Women in Engineering Day. Um, I'm Emma, and I'm an engineer, and I've been an engineer for thirty years now, and. It's, it's amazing to see how engineering has changed over that time. And my engineering journey, of course, including some time at Aberdeen, um, which is why I'm on the Aberdeen podcast. But I work in safety and now I work in cybersecurity. And over the past 30 years, I've worked in the space industry, in oil and gas, classical safety engineering. And now I'm doing cutting edge engineering, um, cybersecurity on the railway. That is such diversity just so it's amazing to think that engineering has allowed you to to go from one different sector and industry but it's it's been that universal passport for you what what inspired you to get into engineering in the first place I think it's curiosity I think as a child I was always asking why I think I might have been quite a curious and questioning child I was quite determined as well because in the 1970s engineering information wasn't as easily available and my first interest was really around astronomy. I remember building a bridge uh, when I was 11 and I think that it was a thread, a backbone that kind of taken some time to come forward. I I was an engineer before I realised I was an engineer, if that makes sense. Uh, I remember when I was 18 and and I wanted to do um, work with industry as part of my degree and there were all these schemes, they were called thick sandwiches at the time. You'd have a year before and then summer placements and a year afterwards. And I remember applying and I was ever so lucky to get a placement with British Aerospace Space Systems, who are now the company that are doing the Mars rover. Uh, And I turned up 18 um, and like as an apprentice and I didn't really know what to expect. And you walk into the office and it's an office, but you see engineering being done all around you on paper in the manufacturing area and, and your eyes get opened. And every day, I know it sounds a bit cheesy, but every day is inspirational. Every day I'm learning something new. Every day I'm realizing there's something I need to go and learn. And especially now working in cybersecurity on on the railway, trains are becoming ever more complex and sophisticated and efficient. And every train is different, um, whether it's in the UK, Europe or worldwide. Uh, I'm never going to get bored, ever. That's the fantastic bit about engineering. Yes, because you're inspired to get into engineering, but it's this idea that your curiosity is still being fed every single day with the, the people you work with and the challenges you, you meet. And I think the idea that anyone who loves problem solving or curiosity, then engineering could be for them. But also you mentioned about working with other people there and the impact that they have, that idea of that that teamwork. It, it's these sort of things that people enjoy. And it, it definitely means that they should think about engi- being being an engineer as one of their one of their options, because uh, it uh, definitely keep, keeps you keeps you on your toes and just it's a great way to learn about life. Your experience, though, as a woman in the industry, what what benefits has this given you? It's an interesting perspective because engineering is for everyone. And when you talked about engineering, when I started, you were either a mechanical engineer or an electrical engineer or or, or any software engineer. Even then there was software. Um, even then there were sort of considerations about cybersecurity that we didn't call it that at that time. And, and now engineers are more innovators or problem solvers. So if you like, the labels changed. And so 
I was always like uh, like an underrepresented group. Um, you know, as a woman in engineering industry, you, you weren't in the majority or you weren't even 50-50. But I think having a different perspective helps you have that sort of diversity of curiosity, which means that you can bring some new ideas in. And because an engineering problem, by definition, is one that's not already been solved, the more voices, the more views, uh, the better the potential solution. I think also one of the things that, and this impacts women more than men or has done up until now, I think the pandemic has impacted everybody's family and sort of family network lives, is that when you have a career break, I, I was a carer for a while, um, it, it means that you come back again with a, a more holistic view. And these kind of underrepresented groups or underrepresented life experience means that you can really have more of an impact because you're a new voice and your view. And this diversity of thought and experience is, is, is so relevant for cybersecurity in all its shapes, whether it's your family cybersecurity or your trained cybersecurity or even your Aberdeen University cybersecurity, because this diversity of thought and experience helps you think about what might happen. What are the reasonably foreseeable scenarios? And the National Cybersecurity Centre in the UK, who I work with closely as my role as head of digital safety, they encourage diversity thinking in all these forms. So I would say that whilst at times my engineering career has been challenging, it actually makes me a better engineer. Um, and I would encourage plenty of other people who perhaps started in engineering and then stepped out for whatever reason to consider coming back. I'm 50 and I've just started with a rail cybersecurity company. So there are always options at whatever stage of life. That's a great that's a great piece of life advice. And to get it uh, early as possible in your career is something that hopefully people will remember as this as as life shapes and, and the challenges that, that we face along the way. It's um it's great advice. The the you mentioned there about your time at university. How do you think your experience at the University of Aberdeen shaped you from moving into a career in engineering? Well, I came in um, to Aberdeen as a mature student. I think I was I was 38. Um, and I've, I've talked to you about like the curiosity I had at age three. And I think I've always been an engineer. But before before then, I didn't really have an official label because I did physics at university at Oxford. I, I went to the European Space Agency. I was working for space engineering companies. But I didn't actually see myself as an engineer. And it's sad to say that when I was school at school, I remember being discouraged from being an engineer. I was like, you, you can't be an engineer. You're a girl. I do remember someone telling me that. I won't say who on this podcast because probably people get really annoyed with them. But that was a kind of view that was expressed. You're not really that sort of engineer. You're not really a proper engineer. And when I finished my time as a carer and, and restarted into the oil and gas career, um, I did it through the Aberdeen University MSc. And I remember applying, um, you know, just thinking, well, 38 and whatever. I remember sending the email saying, well, this is me. This is my background. I've worked in the space industry and I want to become a safety engineer. And I remember the reply back. This is, yep, come on in. And by the way, we've got the scholarship. And would you like it? And it will pay the fees and the subsistence. And I was amazed. I was sat at my sat at my computer, still the same computer I'm sitting at here. 
um, the chair thinking, wow, life's been really tough recently, but this is great. And what it did was I arrived and I, I studied really hard because I had to. My studying muscles were rusty. When, when you continuously learn, um, you know, you remember how hard learning is. And university is great, but it does involve work. But what it did is it, it kind of gave me that confidence. And I, I won the prize at the end of the year for my research. Um, and it also showed me how safety engineers, um, because that's my discipline training, safety and cybersecurity are so closely linked as to essentially be the same discipline area and it gave me the confidence I could be an engineer and call myself an engineer and the Aberdeen Masters in Safety Engineering Risk Management is really well known for creating this sort of learning environment and one of the things about engineering I talked about the fact you need to anticipate the future and with safety engineering digital safety you're trying to think about what might happen and then anticipating it and then putting in place measures so it doesn't happen so that kind of sort of forward thinking, that curiosity is really important. And obviously oil and gas is, is very much an Aberdeen um, area of expertise, but oil and gas goes up and down. And so that learning of engineering, thinking of what if, helps you also apply it into other sectors, other energy generating sectors such as offshore, but obviously digital sectors such as cybersecurity, trains, planes, automobiles, or whatever. The, the lovely thing about this podcast and people sharing their experience is that what your experience at school when someone said you, you can't be, we're giving them the opportunity to meet someone like yourself through this, this podcast so that they're empowered to say I can be and I will be, but more important, I am. I think we, we, we put a lot of emphasis on on going somewhere to become when, as you've said, you've, you've always been an engineer, you just didn't know you were but this idea that you can transfer those that learning into different spaces it's um it's incredible can I ask you you, you mentioned that you you won prizes at university and you were what I think sounds like an excellent student um were you always academically um you know did you always do well at school were you what, what they call a model student or did it was it only when you got to university and you were really loving your topic that that unleashed your your ability to to thrive I think that the, the model student, I've always been like enthusiastic learner. I think that's what happens when you've got parents who've got teachers. Um, I can still remember parents evening, you know, like you take your parents and their teachers and like you couldn't pull the wool over their eyes because they were teachers talking to teachers. So I've always been focused on studying, but sometimes I've not been a very good student. Sometimes things are hard. Sometimes you things your heart isn't in it. Sometimes life gets in the way a bit and you don't achieve those marks. And one of the things that I do now, because I, I learn from lots of other people, People and I help supporting other people is I key phrase is I hate to see wasted talent I, I really you know both of myself and other people when you see people and they're and they're struggling through no fault of their own you know like life obligations life weights on their shoulder or just they having to work as well as study and and in everything that I do and like the people I work with I try and encourage them I try and say you know you know you can you you are potential you do have the potential to do this and just find the little ways in which you can support and I find that from talking with them I also get to support myself and I learn from it as well. So it's never really sort of like somebody in a perfect place advising someone having a tough time. We're all equal in this. And so, I mean, I remember, um, I remember like sort of like not doing well in my A-level mocks and thinking, I'm really better pull my finger out. I remember when I was taking the exams at Aberdeen, I mean, I, I got really good marks at the end, but the first term, it was a bit touch and go on one or two of the core modules. 
And so I would encourage people thinking about this, um, that even if like your hires didn't go so well or your advanced hires, or perhaps you're not looking at your first university choice or course, keep going, keep going. Ask for advice from lots of people around you. Um, you know, do you think my potential lies in this area? Do you think that this is possibly the right route? Don't just stick to one advice. Ask widely because you can then collectively see whether you're thinking you're heading in the right direction. And also don't feel that if you don't get it right at 18, because I mean, I went at 38, then it's going to game over. Perhaps like life has got a slightly different path. Perhaps working or taking an apprenticeship is um, a route to learning just as much as university. Just realise I'm on an Aberdeen University podcast and I've suggested other routes. Um, I'm sure Aberdeen doesn't mind if you turn up at 18 or 38 um, for your university experience. No, it, it, it's, it's about finding your own personal journey in the right time, but nothing's a waste. I think that's something that we, that we see a lot with young people. As you say, they might hit a, hit a bit of a roadblock and they've got to work their way through it. But we get to where we get to in the end through hard work. And it's that idea of the, the right destination. I, I recently um, interviewed an astronaut and he took four goes to get into NASA. And he kept going and he kept going and he kept going. That determination, because he felt that that was his right destination. But in between, he learned so much and his 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 experience then when he did go into space all of that all, all of that comes together um but i love the idea as well that we're learning from each other and we're sharing knowledge and it's it's a relationship and it's um it's it's so true and i think celebrating achievements um obviously with women in engineering day we're 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 celebrating engineering heroes who is your um who is your engineering hero as as for celebrating this theme for for this year so I, I, I'm thinking, like, do I have an engineering hero? Because um, like, that sounds like hero with a capital H and a sort of like a super cape and superpowers. And, and I actually think it's like everybody's a hero. It's, it's a daily hero. Um, I was having a conversation. I was having a WhatsApp chat um, this morning with somebody who actually um, is like a, is a rocket a rocket engineer. And he literally builds 3D printing rocket engines in, in his, his like, you know, sort of, areas it's at Scottish universities not Aberdeen but like well, well you know he's definitely very good at this and and he's had to overcome many hurdles um and, and he's also deaf uh, don't worry I won't name him he's probably thinking god Emma what are you doing but he's, he's deaf and like those are hurdles for me he is a hero and he's also taught me about using closed captioning and so I'd encourage everybody um, whether you're deaf or not to go to your teams and turn on the closed captioning because in this covid world uh, being able to if you're if you're deaf or English isn't your first language or for whatever reason being able to see and hear what people are saying helps with communication so that for me is an example of a, a daily hero and and also I think people like um, you know the founder of the company I work for um, razor secure so they he saw he saw that there was a need for safety and cyber security in the railway nobody was doing it I said well I better do something about that. I'm going to found a company and I'm going to lead it and I'm going to grow it. And you can imagine in the early days, he was going, oh, crikey, is this going to work or not? And see, that for me is also a hero. And so it is Women in Engineering Day, but actually some of like the, the biggest sort of supporters that I've had are men. And I think we should think broadly in terms of role models and technical and non-technical. And one of the things that like, I would also encourage people to do because sometimes it's really hard to have that network. Sometimes you're sat there 
on your own in your room and you think, um, well, you know, like, you know, I haven't got like a mentor encouraging me or something. Build your own squad of advisors. Don't don't necessarily call them mentors because that kind of implies lots of commitment. And then also put people on that list that you don't know, but who you admire. And so, for example, an astronaut like, you know, Tim Peake, you can, you can ask yourself, what would Tim Peake do in this situation? And that, in a way, um, is just as well as a good way of finding your own engineering heroes as actually knowing an astronaut. Uh, and you can build anybody in that list. It's, it's your own list of like squad of mentors and advisors. And when somebody has a conversation with you, you know, when I, when I, for example, I was talking to the guy who is deaf and is a budding rocket scientist and engineer, um, then, then also they're encouraging me and I'm encouraging them. Sometimes it takes time. Sometimes a piece of advice that one of these sort of senior guys um, that was encouraging me when I was head of a professional engineering institution, it took about a year or two to sink in. But, you know, now, you know, like on the pathway to becoming a non-exec director, um, you know, head of digital safety. So sometimes advice takes a little bit to brew. So it really is engineering heroes with a small H. Everybody around you can help and advise. Um, and this back to this theme of sort of diversity in all its forms, you know, whether it's engineering disciplines, cybersecurity, people, it all works together. And so it's everyday heroics, just as much as emergency ones, um, all, all people, um, you know, all backgrounds, um, all lived experiences, you know, all discipline, all ages. Everyone's a hero in one way or another. I love that. And I, I think that's great advice as well to, 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 to look around you and celebrate the heroes who, who, who are in our lives and, and what, what impact they have. But I think also great advice, build your own crew. This idea of, of, of being inspired by people who you don't, you don't quite know, um, they can, they, they're hugely inspirational. I think that's, that's fantastic advice. Um, talking about advice, in a, in a previous episode, we asked a student if you could ask someone in industry a question about engineering, uh, what would it be? And, and the question they asked for, for me to ask you is what would you say was the biggest barrier you faced in industry and what advice would you give to overcome it? It's a really good question. I think it's biggest barrier overall. You know, life sometimes can throw you these curveballs. You know, like when I was a carer, that was pretty tough. Um, and changing sectors is also kind of hard work. So it's not only industry, but overall. Um, and the device thing is... Often when you're sat there in that kind of challenging situation, um, you know, the path in front of you isn't obvious. It's only with hindsight. Hindsight's a wonderful thing. Yeah, I did the right step here and here. But when it's in front of you, there's all these different paths. So I would encourage people, and I said this beforehand, you know, don't just ask one person to one, one question to one person, you know, ask for advice and ask widely. And um kind of leave things to brew a bit you know if you're sitting down on Monday and you want to sort of decide what we're going to do on Wednesday you know you're going to have to make a decision on Wednesday but if you don't have to make the decision there and then think you know what would a bit of extra time give me um, you know because lifelong learning is important we've talked about that overall path and we've talked around the fact that you know cybersecurity requires views from everybody at every stage of their of their lives in order to be an effective engineering discipline and that's for all aspects of engineering that what if question's got a lot of power so you can ask the question what if 
I did this or that. You can look at different scenarios when you're trying to think, how do I get around this barrier or hurdle? Um, and you can also ask what if when you're applying your engineering skills. Um, so I, I joined oil and gas as a result of like a, a challenge in my life, you know, going back to university after having been a carer. And, and that really opened up opportunities and it opened up opportunities which continue to this day. But there's, there's no doubting that actually sometimes, you know, things can be really hard. So don't be up on yourself if you can't see an easy route through. Sometimes it's just enough, like in this pandemic, you just say, I'm going to put one foot in front of the other. And then when things get a bit easier, then I'm going to think about how to overcome that barrier. Oh, that's great. Just breathing. Just take a minute. I love that. Just if it doesn't need to be decided till Wednesday, then then just let it let it brew. That's a that that might be something I, I might put on my wall. Just let it brew. Um, that can be your reaction to someone saying something that's got your heckles up, but it can equally be something that's got you pondering. So I think that's um, that's that's really great advice. We, we've talked about how you, you, you came back and you joined the University of Aberdeen at, um, as a mature student. What but I believe you always were an engineer. However, what piece of advice would you give to anyone moving into a career in engineering like like you did by taking that sort of bold step? I think that one thing is perhaps find out how much of an engineer you already are. Now, there is an organisation called the Engineering Council, and I lead the team for the professional engineering institution that awards professional engineer. There's a certain type of engineer called chartered engineer, incorporated engineer, or engineering technician. And that's that's a recognised qualification. And the Aberdeen universities feed in, many of the Aberdeen University courses feed into that. But the information's broadly available. You can Google Engineering Council, how to be an engineer and you can read it it's all open there what constitutes a professionally registered engineer and you can have a look at your own experience and think well how have what i've done now kind of might fit into that box you know so there's almost before moving into a career of engineering try and understand where you already are now and everything that you do helps feed in towards that so it's not really a sort of a step change it's more an evolution and i'd encourage everybody to sort of look at the courses that the university have and all other engineering courses and think could I do that what bits could I do now and then what bits could I do if I did this and my husband will kill me for putting this in this in but I'm going to put it in um, he was an asteroid and comet scientist for 20 years and when I was looking at changing sectors um, he was looking at changing sectors too you know and, and he said we well, you know what, what do you want to do and it's that blank sheet of paper and like when you've been an asteroid and comet scientist and like you know a major university academic and I'm not going to give any more identifying information because he'll kill me if I do that because people will google him uh, and, and he was like well I want to become a building acoustics engineer engineer and that's a pretty big leap I mean I went from the space industry as an engineer you know like doing spacecraft shielding and like collision avoidance to kind of oil and gas engineering and and like you know stopping things from like you know catastrophic accidents so that's kind of relatively close but asteroid and comet scientist to building acoustics engineer that's a pretty big leap and so what he did was the same sort of exercise we're doing here and you think right okay well I've already had that bit of background and those are transferable skills but I do need to get this specific qualification diploma in acoustics so does what it says on the tin so it's it's you're never starting from zero, I think, um, you know, it, it, and we all need to think about uh, safety and digital safety in whatever aspect of our lives. You know, this, this this impacts our daily life, not just the engineering profession. So you've already got like a step or two or three there. Um, even now, when you're considering moving into a career of engineering or returning to career in engineering, step back. What have you got? 
what might you need to learn and like also how important is it to you and society around you um, how does engineering help all that helps bring together the complete picture and gives you a starting point thank you so much for for sharing your your time with us and your experience and your your top tips as i say they've been there's been quite a few here to sort of create that that poster board of of advice but it 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 but the but the idea that we are all engineers but we might go on and study and become different professional engineers but it's this idea that engineering unlocks all these potentials and that other people could like you be inspired every single day and and love their job because you know it's it's so important to love what you do and to you know we spend so much time doing it but uh, i can i can imagine you and your your husband have many a conversation over the over the dinner table about both of your exciting exciting day so it's uh that 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 in itself should be should maybe be a future exploration for us to look at is just um what what fun people are having doing their doing their jobs and, and meeting the challenges and solving those problems it's amazing but thank you ever so much and i look forward to hopefully meeting you in person in the future and it's lovely to think that we're part of this family of, of the university of aberdeen together so thank you so much for for joining us Thank you. I've very much enjoyed having the opportunity to talk through my engineering journey, uh, my experiences at Aberdeen and like what engineering looks like in the future, digital safety, cybersecurity and beyond. Oh, great growth sector. Great growth sector. Absolutely. Definitely one to put on anybody, everybody's list. There's a there's a place for everyone within digital security. It's a great, a great sector. Thank you so much, Emma. This podcast is brought to you by the University of Aberdeen.